touched on my heart, I want to bring to your attention this afternoon, and um, I'm thankful um, these songs and everything have just lined up perfectly how the Lord wanted it to be, amen, and I've been, I've been really uh, struggling with the message, but I believe the Lord wants us to, to hear, so Daniel chapter number three this afternoon, uh, Daniel chapter number three, and uh, I mean, this is certainly, I'm sure everybody in here has probably heard a message out of Daniel chapter number three, I mean, you know, first thing comes to your mind when you talk about Daniel is probably Daniel chapter number three, and, um, uh, but it really doesn't say anything about Daniel, but, uh, it's, but, it, but it's, it's something that comes to our mind, and, and it's a very tr- intriguing book, um, to say the least, and I know some of you men have probably went through the book of Daniel uh, a time or two, um, but um, the chapter we're in this afternoon is one of those chapters that you learn when you're in Sunday school, and you learn at Vacation Bible School as a child, and and so it's something we've heard uh, um, occurring throughout the years um, about Daniel chapter number three. But it's a it's a very rich, rich uh, chapter, and uh, it's one of those passages that we probably think we know inside and out, right? I mean, uh, it's just one of them things that that's just what it is. But I'm thankful when the Lord gives us something um, uh, out of it that's uh, that's different. That's uh, something that we need in, in in specific times in our life, and. And uh, so that's what I'm going to try to help you with this afternoon. And so Daniel chapter number 3, verse 19, we'll begin our reading there. And uh, we'll, we'll go directly from that. So Daniel chapter number 3, verse number 19, the Bible says, Then, when ne- then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury, and the form of his visage was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it was wont to be heated. And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats and their hose and their hats, their other garments, and were cast in the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent and the furnace exceeding hot, the fire of the, the flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the midst of the fiery furnace, burning fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar, the king, was astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound in the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire. They have no hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, ye servants of the Most High God, come forth and come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth in the midst of the fire. The princes, governors, captains, the king's counselors being gathered together saw these men upon whose body the fire had no, had no power. Nor was a hair of their heads singed, neither was their coats changed. Well, the smell of fire had passed on them. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be God, the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who hath sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him, and hath yielded the king's word and yielded their bodies, and that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Therefore I make a decree that every people, nation, uh, language, which speak anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces, and their houses shall be made a dunghill, because there is no other God that can deliver after this sword. Can't we say amen to that one? 
Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Let's pray and ask the Lord to bless the reading of the word. Dear God, we need you. Lord, I need you. I pray, God, in the name of Jesus that you would just please help this afternoon, Lord. Lord, that in all things, Lord, you would be lifted up, Lord, and it would be all about you, Lord. We're thankful for your faithfulness, for your goodness to us, Lord, and how you've helped us thus far. Lord, we thank you for the presence and sweet spirit of God, Lord. What a blessing that is. Lord, help us not to take for granted, Lord, that um, spirit of God. Lord, we're so grateful for that. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I'm probably not going to say much that you haven't heard this morning uh, or this afternoon, but I tell you is that, you know, I believe we can find here this afternoon uh, um, some help in our daily lives. Um, you know, I, I, don't you know that the world around us don't like us? They don't. We don't like the world either, but I'm just telling you that I believe that when we look in this, the world don't like the things of God. They don't like God. They don't like anything pertaining to Him. And it is getting worse and worse every day we pass by. And, and you know, it's plain to see. And that's kind of the sum of the book of Daniel. Now, the sum of the book of Daniel, we understand that Babylon hated God. And we understand that Babylon will be the latter religion in the book of the Revelation as that I believe the Antichrist will carry in as we see there in chapter 17. The woman is sitting on the beast and the beast being the Antichrist. He's the one who bringing that religion in um, to this whole world. And Babylon hated God. Babylon hated the things which pertain to God and everything that has to do with God. Babylon hated it. And so, so, so we can find that throughout that this whole book, I uh, um, there was there was three men, three men out of all the book. Uh, there was three men that said, "I will not stand for that. I'm not going to." All the whole entire nation might might come down to that uh, and might quit and might back down and might uh, change and do all those things, but I will not. Stand to that. Uh, And I think that they uh, saw at the end of their journey, they got to see uh, firsthand the benefits uh, of having God on their side. And so that's what I'm going to preach to you this afternoon. uh, The benefits of having God uh, on your side. Amen. And so uh, I believe we do have God. This uh, this, I'm thankful to be saved. Amen. Uh, uh, We have Him. We have everything. The songwriter said it well. uh, um, that we have everything and my home might not look like a castle, but I have treasures unseen uh, in God. Amen. Uh, um, but just because we uh, um, just because we have Him, it doesn't mean that we're not going to go through hard times of life. Uh, it doesn't mean like we're not going to deal with the fiery trials of life. Uh, um, there's a few things that we're going to look at this afternoon uh, as we see the benefits of having uh, God on our side. I believe, number one, we can look at very clearly, and we're going to work the verses down uh, um, where it tells us in verse 19 through 23 that there was a, that they were preserved or, or they got to experience preservation in the midst of uh, persecution. Uh, and so they had they were persecuted on every side. We see it very clearly uh, um, that he was full of fury and the form of his vestige was 
exchanged uh, against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Uh, he said, why don't you heat that furnace up seven times uh, uh, more than it want to be heated. Heat it up hot. Make it as hot as you can get it uh, on their lives. Uh, um, because what's about to happen is they're going to uh, bow one way or the other. They're going to bow. Uh, and the context here is Nebuchadnezzar reacts in that anger uh, um, to the stand taken by the three Hebrew children. Uh, imagine looking out in the whole crowd and everybody's on their knees besides three. Uh, imagine that. Uh, I tell you, I want to be those three. Amen. Uh, um, but they had determined to, uh, um, Nebuchadnezzar had to determine to, to destroy them in the fiery furnace. Uh, and he orders them to be bound up uh, and cast in the fire. And that it's going to be so hot uh, that even the people who cast them in uh, were going to be hurt or killed. Rather, uh, And that's a big deal, right? But why is he mad at these men? Why is he mad? Is this, what gives him the right to be mad uh, at these three uh, men? What makes it right? Uh, well, the reasons are uh, um, the king's action are given uh, through verse 9 through 18 uh, and the beginning of the chapter in which we didn't read. Uh, um, but I believe the first thing we can see is that their conduct uh, that they carried uh, caused them persecution. The conduct of their life, the conduct. Uh, uh, look at verse 8. The Bible says, uh, um, Wherefore at that time certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews. Uh, um, they spake and said to the king Nebuchadnezzar, Old king, live forever. Uh, thou, O king, hast made a decree that every man that shall hear uh, all those instruments shall fall down and worship the golden image. Uh, and whoso falleth not down and worship, that he should be cast in the midst of the fiery furnace. Uh, there are certain Jews who thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These, king, these men, O king, have not regarded thee. They, they serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. They had established in their being uh, that their conduct uh, was not, they weren't going to bow down. They were going to let go. Uh, and we find that the golden image is set up there uh, by Nebuchadnezzar and the command that is attached to it uh, is that everyone who hears all these instruments are going to bow to it, right? Every person who hears once these instruments have been played, uh, there will not be one person out there that's still standing. And so, by the way, that's all it was, though. It was just a setup. It was just set up. That's all it was. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego refused uh, um, to bow to that image uh, because their faith in God uh, would not allow them to stoop to the same level uh, as the programs and the pagans uh, about them. Uh, and in other words, their standards, their method, their way of life, their mannerism uh, um, was different than those who were around them. It was different, and the child of God should have a different standard in living in this day. Amen, friend. From the world around him, we ought to be different. Uh, and the Bible says, Wherefore, come out from among them, uh, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, uh, and touch not the unclean thing, and I'll receive you. Amen. And so we ought to be different. If you be risen with Christ, uh, seek those things uh, which are above, uh, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God, uh, and set your affections on things above, not on things of the earth. That's Bible. I'm telling you, is that the fact is, is our conduct ought to be different. Our life ought to be different. Our standards ought to be different. We ought to live in standards. Amen. I'm talking about just righteousness, friend. Just righteousness. If we're going to be like Christ, we're going to have to live a righteous lifestyle. 
a right lifestyle, but it's going to take him to do it. Amen. So the conduct, uh, I believe that calls them to uh, be persecuted. And then uh, their Christ calls them to be persecuted for alliteration's sake. Now we read in verse 13, the Bible says, Then Nebuchadnezzar in his rage and fury commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar spake, O said unto him, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Do you not serve my gods, no worse of the golden image which I have set up? Now if ye be ready, that at what time you hear these instruments ye fall down and worship the image which I have made well but if you worship not you shall be cast the same hour in the midst of the fiery furnace notice this burning fiery furnace I know I'm skipping some words by the way and who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands who is he who is he Nebuchadnezzar he goes and he gives them a a second chance what mercy what mercy it gives them a second chance. And he knows why these boys are refusing to bow. Uh, and he mocks the God of Shadrach, Meshach, uh, and Abednego. And he implies that he, uh, Nebuchadnezzar, is more powerful than the God that they serve. He's more powerful than that. Uh, he demands that they bow uh, um, to him and his will instead of the will of God. You don't think we ain't going to have opportunities in this same scenario for him? Because we are. Is that the, the, the believer, the believer, let's, let's apply it. The believer, don't you believe the believer should walk uh, in total submission to the will of the Lord Jesus? We should. We're, we're to be totally sold out to Him. Amen. And, and His will, he's, the, he's first place in our lives. He is. And there will be times when you ha, uh, may have to choose who to go with. There's going to be times. Might be the boss, might be this, might be that. But God, God knows what he's doing. I'm telling you, maybe there's something uh, that, that maybe, maybe some, something that someone planned on doing on Sunday when you had church. You're going to have to make the choice. Am I going to go to church or am I going to go with him? Uh, maybe Wednesday night comes and somebody says, well, I'm going to have a birthday party that night. And then, you know, you just go. No, no. You're going to have to make a choice. You're going to make a choice. And can I, can I just give you some advice? You better choose today. Don't, don't wait till that moment comes to choose. Choose today. Choose today what you're going to do because uh, it's not even about just church services, uh, um, but it has to do with life in general. Uh, you may have to choose who you're going to serve tomorrow. Listen to God's own words. I mean, what is it, Luke chapter 14? What did Luke, Luke, if any man, if any man uh, come to me and hate not his father and his mother and his wife uh, and his children uh, and all of those things, brethren, sister, and yea, uh, uh, his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. That's what Jesus said. Just tell him, whosoever, uh, whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be uh, my disciple. I'm telling you, it's hard words, but it's true words. Let me advise you today. Choose what you're going to do. You know why Joseph didn't fall to Potiphar's wife? Because he already had the choice made. That's why he already made his choice a long time ago, friend. That's why he didn't fall to Potiphar's wife. And I'm telling you, in your life, friend, there's going to be uh, uh, some, uh, some adversary that's going to come against you, and you're going to have to choose them or Christ. Lord, help us to choose Christ. I believe that, that, calls, that probably caused some, some, some persecution in their life. 
I believe their conversation caused persecution in their life. Now, notice with me in verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, Mingo answered. They answered. So here's their answer back. Here's the reply. Said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we're not careful. They answered thee in this manner. He said, hey, we basically don't care, okay? I mean, um, I mean I'm not being blunt, but we just don't care what's going to happen. Because if it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the fire, burning fire first. And he will deliver us out of thine hand, okay? We're gonna, we're, you're fixing to see who our God is. But if not, we'll just go to heaven sooner. Praise the Lord. Be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Their conversation, the things that they said out of their mouths, uh, and even when they're threatened uh, uh, with a horrible death in front of their very face, uh, this isn't something that's going to happen in a year from now. This is something that's going to happen very soon. It's going to happen in the hour, right? You better make that choice now because uh, something is going to happen uh, soon uh, um, where you're going to have to make a choice. And they refuse to bend. They refuse to bow. Uh, um, they, take their, uh, their, they, they take their stand in spite of the cost uh, of what it's going to cost them. Uh, and the true believer, I'm telling you, friend, uh, um, the true child of God uh, ought to square their shoulders back uh, and lift up their heads and take a stand and for the Lord God. Are you really all in for Him? Will you stand? Jesus said in Luke chapter 9, verse 62, And Jesus said to them, No man, no man, no man, not one man, not two men, but no man having his hand to the plowing and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. No man. Uh, Here's what we need to get a hold of today, friend. uh, Is that if we're going to live for Jesus in this world uh, in which we live, uh, if we're going to be His and His alone, uh, if we are going to refuse to let the world uh, squeeze every bit of good out of us uh, and fit us into their mold uh, and become lukewarm like this water here is, uh, you know what it did? Uh, It conformed to the elements around it. Uh, And I'm telling you, friend, uh, we're going to suffer persecution. Uh, We're going to deal with things in our life uh, and that's what the Bible says yea uh, all uh, um, that live godly in Christ Jesus shall uh, suffer persecution not might but said shall uh, um, suffer persecution uh, the bottom line is beloved if you and I are going to live godly we're going to deal with some persecution if we're going to live like Jesus we're going to deal with it Listen, I know we're not dealing with just persecution on every hand like many are uh, um, but, but I'm, I'm telling you we deal with persecution I'm not going to get into details, nothing, but there is some persecution going on around this place. I'm just telling you, that's just life. In the midst of, there, there will be a criticism and a, a intimidation and hatred and, a, and temptation and trials that we cannot imagine. It's just life. If you're going to live godly, you're going to suffer. And yeah, I know you guys know. But that's just life. Believe it or not, they, they, they're, they're fit to make us more like Him. They're fit to make us more like Him. And just as gold and silver are placed into the fire and, and smolted to make a, into a form of whatever God wants it to be, that's what we are. Sometimes we've got to go through the fire. 
It's, here's an encouraging word for you, though. It's only going to get worse. <laughs> Sorry. I'm telling you, isn't that encouraging? I mean, it's so true, though. It, it, it's going to get worse before it gets better. But the truth is, a lost folk cannot understand the way we live. They don't understand it. The things we do or the love we have for God. They don't understand it. Our lives bother them. And they don't want to do it. And they're convicted by holiness. And that's the life of any believer. They're con- the lost person is convicted by holiness. They're convicted by holiness. That's why they come against you. Because there's a lot of jealousy and there's a lot of that in there too. Their natural reaction is to persecute the believer in attempt to get them to behave like them. Man. And if you're going to live for Jesus, you're going to be persecuted. I'll stop there. The Bible says, Beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know, your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Amen. That's the truth. But if you've got God on your side... The benefit is you're going to be preserved through persecution. Amen. I think the second thing is you're going to be protected in persecution. Now the Bible says in verse 24, Let's move on. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished, rose up in haste. That means quickly. And spake and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound in the midst of fire? The answer said unto the king, true king. He said, We sure did. We sure did. Notice verse 25. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire. They have no hurt in the form of forces like the Son of God. Amen. So there's these three Hebrews, right? There's these three boys. They're cast in the fire. But man, something just extravagant happens. Something they can't do. But there must be a God. And so here they are. And so this amazing thing happens. And instead of dying in the flames, they're just loose from whatever had them out. Right? It's amazing, and Nebuchadnezzar, he's looking on, and he just cannot believe his eyes. He just can't believe his eyes in here, and he commands them to come out. Now, that's one of the moments where, you know, that's like Balaam responding to the donkey, right? That's one of the moments. I'm not, I, I'm not going to respond to the donkey. If this donkey starts talking to me, you're with me, right? And This is one of those moments. Where he's looking and he's saying, all right, you come out of that fire. What? Now, it just killed the ones, right? Now, this is a non-believer. Everybody with me, right? You get what I'm saying? This is one of those moments. Just come on out then. He already had some faith, I guess. I'm just saying that he couldn't believe his eyes. He commands them to come out. They do. Totally unharmed. Totally unharmed by all the violence the flames had to offer. And that's... That's the protection of God. It's the protection of God in your life. There's a few things about it. Here's here's how it worked for them. It worked good for them because their God was always present. Their God was always present. Notice verse 25. We just read. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of fire. Form the fourth man is like the Son of God. And so when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were uh, thrown in the flames, they found that they were not alone in there. What a wonderful thing. What a wonderful thing. You know, the God, had, the God that they had already professed uh, faith in earlier in their lives, uh, um, that God uh, uh, that, they had, uh, that had met them in the fire and Nebuchadnezzar and the others with them, they couldn't believe their eyes. They threw three men in. 
but there's four walking around. Why? Well, I could just imagine it. But there's a lesson. There's a lesson we learn about. Even in the furnace in Babylon, God kept his promise to his people. I'm trying to remember a verse. If you know it, scream it out. But I believe it's in Isaiah. Because I, I'm going to turn there. Can I, can I do that for just a moment? I'm going to find a verse. I believe it's in the 40s, so there's only 10 of those, right? Okay. Yeah, I think it's either 42 or 43. Let's see. 43. It is 43. So when thou passest through the waters, I'll be with you. Let's go to verse 1. But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not. For I have redeemed thee, I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. <clears throat> when thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Amen. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. So you tell me what you're saying right there, preacher. Well, here's what I'm saying. God keeps his promises. God keeps his promises. That's what I'm saying. It, it doesn't matter. I understand the application there is to Israel, but God keeps his promises. There were three Hebrews that needed that promise right here. And, and the greatest thing is, my friends, is that we have that same promise this evening. Look at Matthew chapter 28 uh, and uh, Hebrews chapter 13. Uh, uh, God said he's the same yesterday, day, and forevermore. Right? I mean, I believe he works the same when the flames rise around us. God's going to be with us. He's going to be with us, and all we must do is keep our eyes on Jesus. Keep our eyes on him. And The Lord met with them in that furnace, friend, and the Lord was always present for them, and the only... The fact is, is that they were free in that fire and they were fine in that fire. Amen. And they didn't, there was nothing else to worry about in that fire. All the fire did was burn away what had them bound. Amen. Amen. And I believe there's, there, when, when, when all of the affliction and persecution of our life uh, come about, the fires of life often do hinder us. But man, I'm thankful that the Lord will allow those things to burn what has us bound. And draw us closer to him. I believe, I believe that's a good application we can take from it. Amen. Amen. Well, I believe that we can see very clearly their God's always present. He was always there. And that's how they had protection. But then we see that their God's all powerful. Amen. Notice in verse 27, the Bible says, I'm beginning to close, by the way. And the princes, governors, captains, kings, counselors being gathered together saw these men upon whose body the fire had no power. Nor was a hair of their head singed. Neither was their coats that changed, nor the smell of fire passed on them. So when they came out of the furnace, they were inspected, if you will. Nebuchadnezzar inspected them, and his men inspected them. They spent that time, and we're, we're told that a hair was not singed. I ain't got nothing to worry about being singed, but they, they, it wasn't been singed. It, theirs wasn't singed. There were, no, were no fire marks on them, I, and they, they didn't even smell like smoke. And I can just imagine. Uh, can you just imagine them sniffing these fellas? Think about it. I, I'm just saying, like, what, what about this? What a miracle. You can't even walk uh, into a convenience store with people smoking on the front of it without smelling like smoke. I'm telling you is that when he, uh, but, but I believe that's what we can look at here. That's my God. 
Because when we look at this, when he does something, he does it all the way. When he heals, when he heals completely, when he saves, he saves all the way. When he forgives, he forgives all the way. Whatever he does, he does it all the way. How is that? Well, he's all powerful and he's able to tell that, to use that power in your life and in my life. The Bible says, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or think. And so when you find yourself looking into a furnace, remember that there is a God that is all powerful. Yes, hallelujah, friend. And I'm thankful we got that protection here. Protection and preservation and persecution. Then last I'm done. We notice there's provision and persecution. They were persecuted. There's no doubt about that. They were persecuted. But look in verse 28. In Nebuchadnezzar, uh, spake and said, Blessed be God, the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who hath sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him and have changed the king's word. He changed his own word and yielded. <laughs> he changed his word. God ain't never going to change his. And so he had to change his. Amen. And so yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any God except their own God. Big G. Amen. So everyone there that day came away great with a greater understanding of who God was. Right? I mean, everyone. They came away with a greater understanding of who God was and what God could do. I mean, going in, the three Hebrews did not know what God would do from them. Is that right? We read the verse, verse 17. He said, if it be so. so they didn't know that God was going to deliver them. But they said, he might deliver us. He's able to deliver us. That's all I know. Uh, and he's able to do it. And that's one of them he is able statements, by the way. Uh, he is able in verse 16 and, or verse 17, somewhere around there. But he is able. And I preached on he is able a few times. I preached it up there at you guys' church, uh, Brother, Brother, Brother Rains, uh, not too long ago, about he, he being able out of Hebrews chapter 7. And he is able to deliver us from the fire furnace. That's what they said. He is able to keep us from falling Jude. Uh, he is able. There's a whole lot of times he's able, amen. But can I just tell you, he's able. He's never going to change being able. Amen. And so, so when we look at this, they, 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 here earlier they didn't know what God was going to do. But here they are, and they trusted him anyways. And Nebuchadnezzar thought that he was more powerful than the God that they served. Verse 15. So he said, he, he basically just tells them, and ye fall down and worship the image which I, uh, which I have made well, but if ye worship not, ye shall be cast in the same fire. And, and who is that God? That shall deliver you out of my hands. That's a God. So, so here he is, he's thinking he's stronger than he is. But in the end, they all learned that God was greater than the king. Even the king. Right? And greater than the furnace of fire. He's greater than all those things. But... Thank the Lord that because of their deliverance out of the fire, because of their protection and their preservation, uh, there come provision. There come provision and God provided for them. And notice what happened. I believe the first thing we can see is the person of God was praised. The person of God. Notice verse 29. Therefore I make a decree that every people, nation, language which speak anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces and their houses shall be made a dunghill because there is no other God that can deliver after this. Amen. 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 
No other God. An old pagan king exalts the name of the true God. Uh, because of what he, he saw God do uh, personally uh, for his people in the furnace, uh, Nebuchadnezzar sees things differently. Uh, he does, and God used this horrible moment in the lives of these three Hebrew uh, uh, men uh, to touch the heart of a lost heathen king. Uh, I don't know if he got saved. Uh, his conversation changed, that's for sure, but I don't know if he got saved. Uh, look at verse 4, I mean chapter 4, his conversation changed, I promise you. Verse 4 verses, his conversation changed. Things changed in his life, but I cannot say that he got saved because I'm not God. But I'll tell you this, is that one fact is, is that he did see God in a different light. He did see a different view of God. And God used this horrible moment to get their attention, to get his attention. And you, you, you never know what God will, will do with the afflictions of life. You never know that. But I promise you one thing that I've noticed in my own personal life is that react, our, our reactions will always cause a reaction. And how we react to something is going to cause reactions around us. And it's going to hurt us worse or help us. And so as we go through life, lean on the grace of God, friend. Sustain us. He'll sustain us. Don't you believe that? It may be that God is using moments of your life uh, and my life, uh, those moments that hurt so much to show a lost world uh, that He's God. I'm just telling you. That's why we need to press on and trust in Him. And He said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee. Right? I preached a few weeks ago on learning to be weak. And that's what we got to do, learn to be weak. Amen. If we'll learn to be weak, the stronger we'll be. Amen. Because we're leaning on Him, oh Lord. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. God's person was praised here because they dealt with a situation. They had, didn't make the situation any easier, right? But God got the glory out of it. So God's person was praised. Then we see God's people were promoted. It's pretty easy alliteration because it said, Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Because and only because. Because and only because they were faithful to the Lord. Because they kept their eyes on Jesus. Because they looked at him, they passed through the fire. On the other side, they were promoted in the kingdom. Of Babylon. Now, there, there's an application for here, for us here, because a lot of times God sends one through a furnace uh, um, before He really uses them. Isn't that right? Oftentimes, as a test, sometimes. I mean, God works that way, but I, we can see it throughout many people's lives, throughout Bible lives. I mean, Elijah. David, uh, Gideon, all those dealt with different situations. But I'm telling you something. We must press on those sites because there's a better day coming. And God knows what he's doing. God knows what he's doing. And I'm telling you here this afternoon, I'm done, that there is a God in heaven who's here for us. And he's here in the midst of our persecution. He's here to preserve us and to protect us to provide for us. That's His ways. You know why? Because it's His promises. That's how God does. That's how God works. And listen, I, I, I just don't know. I don't know what's in, on your heart this morning, but if you've got anything on your heart this afternoon, 
and you need to pray. We're going to get somebody. Could you just play one verse for us? And, and uh, if you if you got anything on your heart, listen, you, you just trust in the Lord. If you want to just thank him, man. I, I'm thankful for God this morning, uh, this afternoon. I really am. I mean, he's been, he's been, he's been good. He's been faithful. Thankful for the Spirit of God. You can stand to your feet this morning.